I'm modern and I'm part of a group called Lesbian and Gay Support the Migrants in the UK. So it's like an LGBT group that do different projects in solidarity with migrants, kind of try and counter some of the demonization of migrants in the press. We try and do different things to stand in direct solidarity with migrants here as well, as for instance, with the action at Stansted Airport. Maybe it's better to just explain the issue first. The, the UK government is, is hiring or chartering whole flights to do these kind of mass deportations of people, like between 50 and 70 people, to specific countries like Pakistan, Nigeria, and Ghana, Jamaica. And it's a thing that's, that's sort of in, increasingly in the spotlight in the UK because there is a very... I mean, we think all deportations are brutal, but this is just a whole different level. It's it's an economic thing almost for the government. They need to fill these flights to make them cost effective, I guess. That's what they've reduced people to. And therefore, they basically just take people whose asylum cases are still going. They take people who are medically unfit for flying. They take people who've been in the UK for like sometimes decades and have lived most of their lives here have their families here, but just have made some sort of paper error at some point recently, and then they just get rounded up, torn away from their families and put on these like uh, middle-of-the-night planes. People get handcuffed, they get chained to seats. The people who've been on these planes describe it as an absolutely horrific experience. And also the cases like as there are people who still have asylum cases going on, there are people on these planes whose lives will be in danger in the places that get deported to. The, the people who still have their cases going on is because the UK doesn't does still technically allow people to appeal, but they have this thing where they say that they will deport now, appeal later kind of thing. So people might have lost their initial case and then have lost an appeal case. I think it's around two thirds of a field case are won by the people filing their appeal for the, for the claimant. So that's a quite a big, big amount of people. But to the UK, they're saying that, well, if you if you just have an appeal case going for your asylum, we can still deport you and you can just run your appeal case for wherever we are deporting you to, which is practically not true or the case. And if people's cases are still running, well, then presumably it's because they have a case and, and you know, their lives can be in danger. I think I think the the cue is in the fact that there's a difference between what's legal and what's possible for a state to do. Uh, a state does not have to follow its own laws, or it doesn't seem that the UK state particularly feel like it has to. The UK is very strict in terms of who they give asylum to, and like we were in contact with a lot of people who are going to be on this plane, and it's some some very horrific stories. Like there was a lesbian woman who's going to be on this plane, who was, would be deported back to her violent ex-husband, said he knew she was on the plane and was going to kill her as soon as she got back. And there was a woman on this plane whose doctor said that she was medically unfit to fly, who has no family in the Nigeria, only in the UK, and they still wanted to deport her against the, the advice of her doctor. So it's like there's some some cases that just go way further than they, they usually do with these deportations. The UK government always go very far in terms of this. We've got a very anti-migrant um, government at the moment under Theresa May. Yeah, so what happened a couple of weeks ago was then, as this plane was, was at Stansted Airport, which is an airport just outside London, 
15 activists from Lesbian and Gay Support the Migrants and two other groups called Plain Stupid and End Deportations ran onto the tarmac and basically chained themselves, some people around the wheels, the front wheels of the plane. So one team of people were chained around the front wheel so the plane couldn't move because of them. Mm. And some people just blockaded the exit for the plane out onto the runway by making a blockade. They set up, people were using arm tubes, which is kind of like these tubes that you use with have different layers, which makes them very difficult to break. And then people are chained to each other in a circle inside them, so very difficult to remove. And they were blockading the plane for 10 hours. Yeah, it was, I think it was quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. Everyone got arrested. And we're still waiting to see exactly what the charges will be. But there's some local bylaws around don't disrupt Stansted Airport, which seems to be some of what they might they will do. They might do aggravated trespass. So they, they have a, their first hearing on the, on the 3rd of May. Yeah, so they are arrested on Wednesday morning and got let out very late Wednesday night. The plane still left a, a couple of days later. There was another protest when that happened, but there was so much police. I don't quite have the numbers yet, but we know there were substantially fewer people on this plane that was than were supposed to be on the plane on the Tuesday. The two people I was mentioning to you just before, neither of those two people were on the plane, for instance, when it left. There was a very direct element to it in the, case, in the fact that we knew some of the people on that plane and that we were in contact with quite a few a few people on the plane as well. So I think the first main consideration was basically stopping the plane, giving people more time. Because if people still have running asylum cases, for instance, or if it's just a tiny error with some paperwork that means that they're on that plane, then giving lawyers more time is actually like, even a few hours can make a massive difference. So that was a thing. But I mean, obviously, the fact that like the UK media covered this very extensively is a big thing as well, I think, as a sort of secondary thing, because it's an issue that most people in the UK don't know about. Like people are not aware of these mass deportation flights. And we do think that like if the brutality of these flights are exposed, that that, that would be, be quite a big opposition to them. That's our hope anyway. And, and, and we, we are seeing some people from their opposition speaking out about them now. And we're also seeing quite a fair few activist groups in the UK starting to organise around these fights. So, I mean, that's also a very positive development. So we started around a year and a half ago. It's kind of very much inspired by a film called Pride. It's kind of a film about this activist group in the UK in the 1980s called Lesbian and Gay Support the Minors, uh, which was a group of yeah, LGBT people who decided to collect money for mining communities during the big mining strikes in the 1980s. We were quite inspired about this, this story of solidarity and decided to, to update the concept and yeah, do lesbian and gay support the migrants. It very much just came out of this, this idea that we often felt that the LGBT community was kind of being, being used as a weapon against migrant communities, especially like Muslim communities. And we kind of really wanted to show that, you know, migrants aren't our enemies. In fact, like we feel like we have common enemies 
more on the sort of the, on the right, people that are demonizing and attacking both migrant communities and LGBT communities. So, yeah, we've done a fair few things to act in solidarity with different migrant communities and different migrant groups that we're working closely with here. Sort of ranging from like, you know, organizing uh, music gigs to raise money for people in Calais or for people in different places in London where we are based. We have done different like forms of creative direct action to resist some of the new anti-migrant laws that the Conservative government is putting through over here. We glitter bombed the headquarters of one of the companies that are running the migration detention centres. It's basically privately run prisons where asylum seekers are put in the UK. And I mean, one of the biggest events we've done is, along with some other groups in London, we organised Peckham Pride, which is kind of like taking the idea of pride back to its kind of more radical roots as a protest. So we did a pride through an area of London called Peckham, which is very strong Nigerian and Ghanaian communities. And it's very much like a celebration of those communities of like, you know, Nigerian and Ghanaian culture, of queer culture, and of, of the resistance that, that, that people are putting up against immigration raids, against detention centers, and against deportation flights. It's not just people with European passport in the group, no. Okay. But in terms of doing an action like this like at the moment after Brexit, it's just like, in terms of doing direct action, it's many people with UK passports, to be honest. Uh, the nature of Stansett stuff had to happen quite secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally the way we work is very closely with different migrant-led groups in the, in, in the UK. Like, people are resisting communities that are currently being attacked by the government in this way are just, you know, taking it lying down. There, there's lots of different resistance going on. And like you're even seeing people inside these kind of immigration detention centers going on hunger strikes, you know, physically trying to resist people being deported and that kind of stuff. You know, the people doing most of this kind of the protest around deportation flights are people from from the communities in Peckham or in East London and, and, and those those kind of places where the immigration rates are happening, where people are being taken away to be deported. Like quite often it kind of gets even when we get coverage sometimes in the media and that kind of stuff, there can be a bit of a tendency of describing, like, because obviously what we're doing is mainly like most of us are fine in terms of passports, paper status, and what we're doing is, is very much like a solidarity thing. But I think it's important to recognize how much work is actually being put into these kind of things from people who are directly affected by these policies themselves. Like, mm often people who, in a sense, have the privilege of being able to go and chain themselves to a plane to stop it, get glorified a bit. But actually, like, there's a whole movement around these kind of things. And and, and so many people are putting so much work into stuff and doing very direct resistance of what's happening, but don't really get the recognition for doing so. I mean, I think legally I'm not allowed to tell people that they should be taking action against these kind of things. But on the other hand, like people should be taking action against these things, right? It's like we're having this like absolute affront to humanity happening in the in the communities we live in. People are being like stolen away by the the government and put on these like horrible flights. 
to places where their lives could potentially be in danger. And that's just, that needs to be resisted mm-hmm. in whichever way people think that they, they can do it. And I'm really happy to hear that, that there are new initiatives happening in Denmark as well. Like, I think a, a big upcoming thing in the UK is around the fact that, like, the UK is now starting to, like, doing these mass deportations to Iraq again. That's such a, like, you know, we, we go to a country, fuck it up, and then with war and then want to deport people back there again like it's 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 such a it's it's outrageous so this was morten from the british uh, resistance group of deportation gays and lesbians support the migrants 